0: Welcome to the second episode of the Heat Talk Podcast. We just wrapped up week two of the NFL. Damn, this season's going fast. (laughs) You're going to hear me say that shit a lot during this NFL season. Because I feel like these weeks just blow past. I wait fucking like five months waiting for the NFL season to start. And when it gets here, I blink and it's gone. But whatever. Let's get into some of these games. All right. We're going Washington at the Giants. (sighs) Daniel Jones played very well. But fucking Joe Judge needs to be fucking fired. Like, he played like, he coached like a bitch. Like, how you, first of all, Daniel Jones played well. He balled out. He had a good stat line. He was 22 of 32 for 249 yards. One passing touchdown. He also ran the ball nine times for 94 yards. 95 yards. And a touchdown. So, like, this... Daniel Jones balled the fuck out. And it sucks to waste a good game like this for Daniel Jones. Because he got a... I, I don't... I don't know what Joe Judge is, but he—I didn't like the way he coached on Thursday, and I think he needs to be fired. Like, you got the ball, I think, with like three minutes left, and the first two calls you call, like you're you're down, and the first two calls you call are running plays. Saquon didn't have the best day. I mean, he did rush for 13 attempts 57 yards, no touchdown. He caught two catches for 12 yards. Like Daniel Jones was a non-factor. I mean, Saquon Barkley was a non-factor. But you put the ball in Daniel Jones. I mean, they ran it twice in the in that in the second half in the fourth quarter. They ran it twice. And then on the third time they decide to pass. Like you got to pass on first down, be aggressive. Like, Daniel Jones hasn't turned the ball over in seven games. Put some confidence in that man. Give Put the ball in his hands and tell him to go win this game for us. Like, I, don't, I don't fucking get it. Games like this aggravate me. Like, you had the game. The game was yours. Just let Daniel Jones do him. Complete a pass or run for it. Like, he hasn't turned it over in seven games. Maybe that's a sign, a telltale sign that he's getting better. Who knows? But you gotta put your trust in your starting quarterback. You gotta feed that man confidence. Like, I hate that kind of phrase to feed a grown man confidence, but it, it works in sports. You gotta feed him confidence. And John Harbaugh, John or Jim, I forgot who coaches the fucking Ravens, but Harbaugh. Fed Lamar confidence. We'll talk about that a little later. But you got to feed this man. He played well. He was moving the ball. And by the way, that Washington defense. Like I predicted either Washington. I predicted Washington will win the NFC East with the Giants finishing second. But the way the Eagles looked week one. And that, that Washington defense not really showing up. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. That defense does not look as good as it did last year. It's only two games, so maybe they'll bounce back in week three. But, ugh, that Joe Judge needs to be fired ASAP. <sighs> All right, let's go to Rams-Coats. Cooper Cup had a fucking field day. That man balled the fuck out. <laughs> is Cooper Cup, like I, like Cooper Cup was Jared Goff's favorite receiver, and it's is like Cooper Cup is becoming Matthew Stafford's favorite receiver. Because Cooper Cup, that man had nine catches for 163 yards and two touchdowns. The longest he, the longest catch was 44 yards. Cooper Cup had 103 yards after the catch. So, them legs were moving, baby. They were moving. Cooper Cup, boy. And Daryl Henderson played pretty well. 13 carries for 53 yards, a touchdown. Three catches for 20, 29 yards. He played well up until he got injured. But, and then. We remembered we had Sonny Michelle. We had him last week. I think he only had like one attempt last week. But now we remember we have Sonny Michelle. So when Daryl Henderson went down, we brought in Sonny Michelle. And he played well too. He had 10 carries for 46 yards. He was getting four yards on every touch. Like, get off me. So, and I said this last week and I'm going to say it this week. We need to sign Todd Gurley. Like, I don't understand why teams are not looking at him. Like, Todd Gurley already knows the system you're running, McVay. And you're still paying him anyway. He's still on your payroll. Even though he ain't played for you in two years. I I like to have the man on the team that we paying. I mean, we still paying Jared Goff. And we paying Todd Gurley. Bring him back. Like, what's the worst that could happen? You could, you could put him at running back, too. Let Sonny Michelle start week three. Now, I don't know if Daryl Henderson is coming back in week two. But even if he is, sign Gurley, man. I want that man on my team. He was a beast, man. You just gave up on him. But the running game, of the I mean, the passing game was the story. But the running game played well. And fucking Aaron Donald killed Carson Wentz. And they, and then when they showed the injury, they showed the injury he suffered in 2017. And we injured his ass in 2017 too. Like, oops. But it's it's also on Carson Wentz. Like, what are you doing? You're injury prone. This is probably your last shot to prove that you're a starting quarterback. You got to throw the ball away, all. Give yourself up. Take the sack. Like, you a big dude. Yes, you can take hits, but you're injury prone. You got to you gotta be smarter than that. And Aaron Donald is a beast. He's coming to strip the ball or do whatever. I ain't, I ain't like that. Anyway, the backup came in in the fourth quarter and threw a pick to my man Jalen Ramsey. Aaron Donald had a game too. Aaron Donald had nine pressures, three quarterback hits. He didn't get a sack, but he got three quarterback hits and nine pressures. Like, Donald played well. And it's that's the thing that aggravates me with the Rams. Like, Donald is getting doubled and triple teamed every play. We need another dominant lineman who's got one-on-one coverage to beat their coverage. And that way, they won't triple-team Donald. They may be double-teaming, double-team Yaz too, and then leave the other linemen open. Like, that's the thing. Like, Donald getting doubled, and no other linemen have stepped up for us. Like, no other linemen has done that. So, and we can't be wasting Aaron Donald's prime. But let's move on. Dallas versus the Chargers. Now, Dallas finally figured out they need to run the fucking football. And they ran it well. Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard had a field day on the ground. Dak played well. He only threw it 27 times today, huh? Can you figure that? Last week he threw a 52 and now he's throwing a 27. I guess now they're worried about his arm. Go figure. He went 22 or 27 with 237 yards, no touchdowns, a pick. Like he, and he got a fumble too. He didn't lose it, but shit. Fucking Tony Pollard had 13 carries for 109 yards and the touchdown. Zeke had 16 carries for 71 yards and a the touchdown. They both played well. But Pollard looked better. Like, I don't. This may be a hot take. But Pollard, at this point in time, may be a better player than Zeke. We will see how the Cowboys move forward. But Pollard looked better than Zeke in week two. Now, Would that be the consistent case all season? We'll wait to see. But Pollard looked great. All right. That second quarter was a shit show for the Chargers. They had eleven fucking penalties, and that's another thing. They had eleven penalties in the second quarter. But every time the Chargers made a big offensive play, it seemed like there was a flag every time to bring the play back. Like they they lacked discipline in that game. And you ask the Dallas win or the Chargers lost it. I think the Chargers lost it because they these they fucking. They ruined a good game by Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert went 31-41 to for 338 yards, a touchdown. Like, come on. They had 11 fucking penalties in that second quarter. That's not good. But... Dallas gets the win, I bet against them. I was predicting the charges. I was predicting Cowboys would go 0-2. Chargers beat themselves. They couldn't get out their own way. They couldn't get out their own way. All right. The Baltimore, Kansas City. Lamar Jackson is fucking special. I'm in awe of Lamar Jackson after that game. He starts the game throwing two picks. One of them a pick six. And it's like, oh shit, what's going on? And the Chiefs score 14 points in the third quarter. Like they like they traded touchdowns in the third quarter. Jackson's, I think Mahomes scored one. Jackson scored one. Then Mahomes scored another one. But they kept the Chiefs scoreless in the fourth quarter. I guess that's a plus. Lamar Jackson, special. That man went 18-26 with 239 yards, one touchdown, of course, the two picks. Then he rushed it 16 times for 107 yards and two more touchdowns. That man is special. And then they fucking, running backs, they picked up in the fucking in free agency when their whole running back when got hurt. Tyson Williams had 13 carries for 77 yards. He had a good game. He didn't get no touchdowns. He did have a fumble. But he didn't lose it. They recovered it. But And fucking Lamar Jackson in the second half. I think it was the second half. He did a jump pass to Hollywood Brown. Like he did a fucking Kareem Skyhook. Like he shot a jump shot. And passed it to Hollywood Brown who took off and scored a touchdown. Hollywood Brown really showed out, too. He had a good game. Hollywood Brown is special. Hollywood Brown had ten, ca- ten, 10 targets, 6 catches, 113 yards, and 1 touchdown. I could have swore he had more than 1, but yeah, 1 touchdown. And Hollywood Brown played well. And, and this is the thing where i said, I was going to talk about later is the good coaching. Hardball asked Lamar Jackson, you want to go for it? You want to go for it? And he said, yeah. Like, that's good coaching. And that's the shit that Aaron Rodgers was crying about all offseason. And that's what Joe Judge is supposed to do to Daniel fucking Jones. Give that man confidence. He's your starting quarterback. You're going to ride him till the wheels fall off. Give that man confidence. Put the ball in his hands and tell him, win us this game. Like what Harbaugh did to Lamar. You want to go for it? You want to go for it? Yes. They went for it on fourth down, ran it with Lamar, and that was the game. I know a lot of people are hyping up. I, don't, I tend not to overreact with one game, but Lamar Jackson looked great. Patrick Mahomes looked great, too. Let's not. Like that, like, let's not pretend like the Chiefs had the victory in their palm, but homeboy fumbled. Clyde Edwards, Clyde Edwards fumbled that fucking football. That was a good fumble, so he punched that shit. But it's what can you do? I mean, Patrick Mahomes went 24 31. 343 yards and three touchdowns. Like, he played well. He played well enough to win the game. So did Lamar, but Lamar won the game. So what you gonna do? And that's the first win against Mahomes, because that's what I kept hearing all week. Like, they kept harking back to when, I think it was after the third loss, he said uh, the Chiefs are like our kryptonite, and the rivalry between Lamar and... And Patrick Mahomes. Now it's not really a rivalry unless the other, the uh, the opposing side wins. And now it's one to three. I guess it's a rivalry now. Battling for the AFC. That that, if they meet in the playoffs, that's a. I can't wait to see that matchup in the playoffs. But yeah, Lamar Jackson, fucking special. Oh, and it's John Harbaugh. (laughs) I said, Jim, I was tripping. Alright, let's go to the Monday night game. Alright, I'm going to be honest. I only saw the first half. I usually, like the Baltimore Kansas City game, recorded the second half so I could watch the final. Because I get up and go to work. I wake up dumb early to go to work, like at 5 o'clock in the morning. So, I wasn't staying up till like, fucking 11. I've done that a couple times, and I've like exhausted the next day at work so I only saw the first half and thank God cause that was the only good half Jared Goff had he looked great in the first half he, moved, he He went 4 for 4 with a touchdown on his opening drive like Jared Goff was trying to prove like see Rams y'all shouldn't never let me go but He moved, and that—that's that, me questioning Green Bay's defense. Because Green Bay defense was good last year. The Saints gave them the beast. I think they put up like thirty-something points. Jared Goff moved the ball with ease in that first half, no resistance. Now it helps that Green Bay moved the ball with ease too, but he moved the ball with ease, no, de- no defense. Um, I ain't watched the second half, so we're not going to talk about that. But Green Bay, Green Bay, the second half. And it shows why the lines suck. Because they scored 17 points in the first half. Had the lead going into halftime. And then gave up 21 points and scored nothing in the second half. What can you do? Jared Goff played well, 26 to 36, 246 yards, two touchdowns, but he did have two fumbles and a pick. He lost one fumble. That was not good. Even though he had a, he had a 97.7 quarterback rating, that's good. Fucking Aaron Rodgers went 22 to 27, 254, 55 yards, four touchdowns. He had 145 quarterback rating. And fucking Aaron Jones went off. Like, yeah, 17 carries for 67 yards, a touchdown. Then he had six catches for 48 yards and three touchdowns. Aaron Jones, shall I dare say it, was the better Aaron on the field that day? Like, Lions had no answer. Like, just pack it in and give up. Like, you not stopping Aaron Rodgers. But DeAndre Swift for the Lions... Yeah, he, had, uh, he rushed eight times for 37 yards. Caught four passes for 41 yards. I mean, he was... I mean, he helped me out on fantasy. That helped. But. And old-ass Randall Cobb caught three catches for 26 yards. That's who Aaron Rodgers wanted. And that's who the team had no problem saying. we signed his ass... For Aaron Rodgers, you ain't signing for nobody else but for Aaron Rodgers. All right. There's been let's switch to basketball. There's been some NBA news. Ben Simmons has said he's not reporting reporting to training camp. If I'm the Sixers, I mean, you tried to trade him, you didn't like what you was getting. I wouldn't trade his ass. I would let his ass sit on the bench. Because he's acting like he's playing the victim. Like he didn't play like shit against Atlanta. Passing up layups. Scared to shoot the ball. Like it's on him. We see this shit every offseason. Him working on his jump shot. Hitting the jump shots. But then when the season starts, we don't see him shooting the jump shots. Like And, I, and then I heard that his team around him... Coddles him, like babies him, like always saying what he wants to hear. Like, he's not the victim, the Sixers are the fucking victim because of your shitty play. Now, Ben Simmons is getting trash since that playoff. He is not a bad player, he's a great defender, he got great court vision, but he does not work in Philly. And I bet you Philly's kicking themselves now for declining the James Harden for Ben Simmons trade. Now, now, I don't think James Harden and Embiid are winning a championship, but they'll be a better team than Embiid and Ben Simmons, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I would not trade that motherfucker. Like uh, That shit irks me, man. Like, you don't want to work on your game. You're, an M- you're a professional NBA player. Who refuses to work on his game. And then cries victim. Fuck that. Philly to sit his ass on the bench and let his contract run out. Send his ass home and don't play him. Like that's what I would do. And And show these players who's really the boss. Because these players got too much power demanding trades. And then the team acquiesced to their demands and trades them. I would not trade Ben Simmons. I would leave his punk ass on the bench. I wouldn't trade him for shit. I won't trade him until he develops a jump shot. So, like, I bet you a couple years ago by, he's sitting in his house, he's going to want to play for the Philly. Man, I, I don't know. I don't know. But the <laughs> another thing, I was going to wait until NBA season to talk about this, but I'm going to talk about it now. Like, when Kevin Durant was on the Warriors, all I heard from fans alike saying, super team, Kevin Durant's on a super team, like bashing super teams. For the, for the most part, we only have one super team last season, which was Brooklyn. But then in the off season, I'm hearing Golden State's a trade for Bradley Beal, Zach Levine. Like, what are you doing? Why are you asking for super teams to happen? Like, the Lakers, they old-ass team is a super team. Like, why would you? Like, I don't get it. It's this generation because they like to see top players play together. I like to see them compete. Like, I want to see them compete against each other. Like, Charles Barkley has said it. He was like, if Michael, like in 90, 93, called Charles and said, hey, come to the Bulls, Charles is not going because he wants to beat Mike. Nobody wants to beat each other. Like, LeBron says he's the best, but he doesn't, like, compete against the best to show he's the best. Like, Durant wants to be the best, but he's too fucking sensitive replying to every criticism that comes his way. Like, he gotta, like, I don't, like, you gotta be a better man than that, man. You can't reply to everything. Skip Bayless has been caving LeBron's back end for years. LeBron has never acknowledged Skip Bayless because that's how you move. You're Kevin fucking Durant. You can't reply to anyone critiquing you or the game. like You can't reply to, like, grow up, man. And then I I don't pay attention to IG comments. Like, what he can't defend himself is usually comments made by kids. I'm like, no, you don't get it. Kevin Durant like you you can't reply to everyone. You're a top player. You I I don't know how to rank Kevin Durant cuz I've never seen him be successful without a super. Team. I mean even he did take lead the OKC to the finals in 2012 and they got their ass smacked by the Heat. But it's like come on. Gotta develop thicker skin, man. You can't be so thin skinned all the damn time replying to everybody that says something about you. You can't. <sighs> There's something that I gotta get off my chest. Like, no more super teams. Like, my opinion on Brooklyn is that they're never gonna be healthy when it matters most and they're never gonna win a championship. That's my theory. That theory could be proven wrong by the end of this upcoming season, but that's my thing. And I think the Lakers are going to get hurt before the playoffs start. I mean, LeBron got hurt twice in three years in L.A. with uh, Prior to that, never being hurt or significantly hurt to miss a, a, a chunk of games. LeBron is getting older, and that, that age is catching up to him. He's getting hurt more frequently. And Anthony Davis is never healthy. So, And it's, and I watch Undisputed, and they, Skip was arguing that LeBron wants to pass Kareem. If he goes into this season looking to score points to pass Kareem, they are not going to play well. What I think, I think LeBron should be the third option. Westbrook and Anthony Davis dominate the team. LeBron be a third option. But he's... Because he LeBron doesn't know how to play the background. It shows in the 2011 Finals. D-Wade was going off. He just needed some help. A little bit of help from LeBron. Be his number two. He couldn't do it. He didn't want to do it. Now, I have a theory on that 2011 Finals. And this is another bold take. But I think he played horrible on purpose because he didn't want Dwayne Wade to get the finals MVP because then it's and then it's oh you joined D-Wade's team D-Wade won finals like that's a that's a knock towards LeBron because MJ went to six finals and got six finals MVPs if LeBron being his second finals without winning one and D-Wade leads the team to a victory that's good that was good that that will hurt LeBron's legacy more than playing bad. That's my opinion. It's a hot take. Yeah can disagree. That's fine. As long as you disagree without cursing at me or insulting me. Oh boy, you spend two minutes on Instagram, you disagree with somebody and they calling you all kinds of curse words. But oh, week three of the NFL, the matchup I'm looking forward to is the Rams versus Tampa Bay. We beat them last year with Jared motherfucking golf. But also last year, that was not the Brady that won the Super Bowl. That Brady that won the Super Bowl appeared after the bye week. So this is this you could say this is a different Tampa team we're gonna be facing. But that Tampa defense is not looking as good as it did last year. So, Rams, we got a chance. But, yeah. I guess this wraps up episode two of the Heat Talk Podcast with your man Chris. All right, stay up.